What's up, friends? Welcome to another podcast with the self-proclaimed greatest sports guru ever. And this is my sports podcast, Will's Take on Sports. That will, that is Will with one L, apostrophe S, T, take, T-A-K-E, on sports. That is how you find this podcast on Google search. I am Will Walker. You will also find us on iTunes. You can find us on Facebook that way. And we're also on the TuneIn app. And also the podcast, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at WWS underscore sports show. So, and you also can drop me a line if you have any questions or comments about the podcast. Here's the podcast email, willwalkershow at yahoo.com. And with my contact info out of the way, let's get this show started. All right, this show is all about the best college football and NFL team since the year 2000. Um, so this is simply the best. It's not about a great performance from the, over the past week since the last podcast. It's all about the best college and football teams since the turn of the century. So in ascending order, here are the five best college football teams in my opinion. All right, number five, the 2008 Florida Gators. Okay, this is really bitter for me to say because my disdain for the University of Florida. But I have to give credit what credit is due. This was a very, this was a very talented team that won the school's third national title and their second under Urban Liar. Excuse me, Urban Meyer. Okay, he. Okay, let me just briefly go into Urban Meyer real quick. He got suspended for three games because he lied at Big Ten Media Day. Um, that's just crazy to me. I don't understand it. Again, he lied at Big Ten Media Day and they suspended him three games. Some people wanted more. Don't understand that. But anyway, this was a team that Tim Tebow um, that had Tim Tebow at quarterback. Um, he won the Heisman the year before. He didn't win the Heisman during this season. And he had his famous no other play. And uh, I just want to okay, okay. say yeah, one I'll thing. I'll let Tim Tebow um, finish. To the fans and everybody in Gator Nation, um, I'm sorry. Um, extremely sorry. You know, we were hoping for an undefeated season. That was my goal. Something Florida's never done here. But I promise you one thing. A lot of good will come out of this. You have never seen any player in the entire country play as hard as I will play the rest of the season, and you never see someone push the rest of the team as hard as I will push everybody the rest of the season, and you never see a team play harder than we will the rest of the season. God bless. Okay, basically that sermonette or prophecy uh, is a statue at the state of Florida right now. Um, let me say this. Tim Tebow was a great leader and a, and a, and a heck of a college football player. Um, that Gator team had the Ponzi twins, um, Percy Harvin, Lewis Murphy. Um, actually, Cam Newton was on this team, although he wasn't he didn't have a prominent uh, big time role on the team. But he was on the roster, um, you know, and, and as the story goes, he later transferred and ended up winning the national title at Auburn. So anyway, I also had two great defensive players and Carlos Dunlop, who played for the Bengals and Major Wright, who played for the Chicago Bears. So. I mean, that was a very talented team. Again, it's tough for me to say, but the 2000 Florida, the 2008 Florida Gators are my number five team. The number four team, the 2013 at Florida State University. Um, again, this is bitter again because this is another rival of the team that I love, the Miami Hurricanes. This FSU team is the best collection of talent on uh, – this was the best FSU team as far as their um, far as talent of all their title teams. I mean, they are three-time national champion also. Um, their 99 team was good. I mean, that was a very very special team led by Peter um, Warwick. But, hey, 
this collection in 2014 was awesome. They had a Heisman, Heisman Trophy winner, Jameis Winston, despite all his troubles that he had going on during that season. Also a Miami Central alum, Devontae Freeman, um, uh, an outstanding trio of wide receivers led by Calvin Benjamin. They had Nick O'Leary at tied in. And, this, and that defense, LaMarcus joined the Tim Jernigan, uh, Christian Jones, and Talvin Smith. I mean, this was one of the most freakish athletic teams um, really in college football history. And they could be higher, but I would like to say that the other three teams, in my opinion, that I have on this list are just a step better. Um, I want to say this, how good this Florida State team was. In, in 2013, Miami went to this game undefeated. And there were some some Canes fans that thought Miami that thought that Miami could really compete with FSU. Listen, I told anyone who would listen that FSU was three or touchdown three or four touchdowns better than Miami at that time. And, and Miami really had no business being undefeated at that time. They were not very deeply talented. They had good good skill position talent, but they were very poor in the trenches. And it showed visibly. Uh, in this matchup with um, Florida State, um, Florida State winning 41 to 14. But that that was a very talented um, FSU uh, FSU team. And again, I, they could be higher, but these other three teams, in my opinion, were a little better. The 2000 and number three, the 2012 Alabama Crimson Tide. I do not like the Tide, and I'm always I don't like their coach, and I'm always going to be, I guess you could say, a bitter. Uh, a bitter Marvin in regards to this team because of what happened in the 1992, 1992 Sugar Bowl or the 1993 Sugar Bowl rather. Um, but the team was talented. They, this team was this this how talented this team was. Eddie Lacy was the starting running back. Keon Drake was the backup. He is now potentially going to be the Miami Dolphins starting running back this year. So that was an extremely talented team. They had an, an, also an, um, another Miami High School alum this time from Miami Northwestern Bulls. Um, Mr. Amari Cooper was on that team and their collection of defensive talent. Hey, that was also impressive. You got Landon Collins, CJ Mosley, Clinton Dix. Uh, he was a freshman on that team. Nico Johnson, just to name a few of the guys that they had on that team. And then they, they, they capped off that, that great season that they have as a great team when they manhandled, not give a damn as, and you know them as Notre Dame, but they manhandled them, um, and that that night that not give a damn team was pretty solid, and they just got absolutely just. I guess you could say they just were blown out. It was just it wasn't even a close contest. Um, you know it was that you know that exhibition orange bowl thing. You know how I feel about that anyway. But that that game that national title game in Miami. So hey, that 2012 Alabama Crimson Tide team is my number three team. My number two team. And it's going to show I'm not biased, but I'm going to go with the 2001 Miami Hurricanes. All right, I, listen, I, I, you know I bleed the orange and green. I love my Canes. I love them to death. And this was one of the most – this was probably one of Miami's most unbelievably talented rosters, honestly. I mean, Portis, you had Clinton, Clinton Portis. You had um, Jeremy Shockey on that team, Andre Johnson. That, that was just to name a few stars on the offense. You had Ed Reed, DJ Williams, Jonathan Vilma, and Sean Taylor was on that team also, but he contributed more on special teams on that team than he did as a uh, – I guess you could say as a defensive player. Um, I got, let me say this, Bush Davis resurrected, resurrected Miami back to the prominence, um, with some very innovative recruiting. Um, they were on probation. They had some scholarship reduction. So he did some innovative recruiting 
And he and, and although he did move on to the Cleveland Browns before he can enjoy the fruits of his labor, it was him and his staff recruiting efforts that built that talented roster. Should have been back to back to back um natty title winners. I mean, hey, but um that stupid computer system that kept them out of the two thousand one opportunity to play for the national championship and um a terry porter delayed press interference call in 2003 denied my came from an unprecedented feat of um three-peating as a national champion yeah, yeah like i said I, i'm a bitter marvin and like i like i same way how i feel about tide i still hate the suck eyes to this day because of that game but anyway number two um college football team since the turn of the, of the century the 2001 Miami Hurricanes. And number one, the 2004 USC Trojans. Um, this was, I mean, just the way they won the national title game and and the blowout that they they um, had over the team that was supposed to be even par with them um, in the national type of title game that was also in Miami. Well, I mean, yes, you could, I mean, that's a common theme. A lot of championship caliber ball games were played in Miami. But anyway, Reggie Bush was on that team. Lindell White, Matt Leinert. Um, although he did nothing in the pros. He's actually a better studio analyst. But anyway, Mike Williams at wide receiver, Steve Smith at wide receiver. The defense has Shane Cody, uh, Frosty Rucker, um, Keith Rivers out of Florida, who, um, who was a freshman on that team and one of the, one of the more talented secondaries um, in college football history. They have, Like I said, they absolutely destroyed Oklahoma 55-14 to 14, um, in the national title game, although it was later found out that they cheated and their title was stripped. But that doesn't affect my list. Um, this was a very this was a very good um, USC team, and um, they should have they actually should have been back back champs, but Vince Young and company took over. But anyway, that's my number one team since the turn of the century in college football, the 2004 USC Trojans. Now I will turn my attention to the NFL. All right, starting from the bottom, number five. 2010 New Orleans Saints. This team is on my list because this is a franchise. Um, this was the franchise only Super Bowl appearance and win. Um, they made the Super Bowl once and they won it. Okay, anyway, their fans are suffering. I mean, this was a this was a long suffering fan base. Um, the Saints fans. I mean, they were they were called the Aints. You if you know anything about NFL films and all the paper bags that they had back on their day. I mean, this team was that bad. They had a lot of losing seasons, but this was a pretty good team. Um, in 2000, excuse me, the 2009 New Orleans Saints. Um, this was a pretty good team. Um, listen, they were considered an underdog going to the Super Bowl. Um, New Orleans native son Peyton Manning and the Indianapolis Colts were favored. The, um, but the Saints, in order to get to the Super Bowl first, they had to get by uh, uh, Brent Favre and Adrian Peterson in the national um, in the NFC um, championship game. Uh, then Sean Payton probably made one of the gussiest calls ever um, with that onside kick at the start of the second half. So um, the 2009, not the 2010, but the 2009 New Saints are um, my number five team um, for since the turn of the century in the NFL. Now, nine number four team, the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, this should have been, okay, now let me just get this out of the way right now. This should have been Tony Dungy's first Super Bowl win, point blank, period. But, okay, the Glazier family, basically Mark Jackson Dungy, um, and basically what I mean by that is, like, like Dungy, Mark Jackson pretty much got the Golden State Warriors back on track, and as they began ready to make the next step, they pretty much, uh, he was let go um, by the ownership there in Golden State. So the same thing happened to Tony Dungy um, so, uh, almost a decade, well, over a decade earlier um in tampa but anyway they brought chucky in you all know him as john gruden um he was actually a pretty good um 
I guess you could say color commentator on the um, Monday Night Football podcast on, on the Four Letter Network. But anyway, he was the coach of that team. And, tell, and let me tell you something about Karma. They later, the Glazier family later came back and fired him. So talk about Karma. But anyway, um, he was the coach on that two bowl team that won, that, that won um, in San Diego that year. He basically that 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 was basically Tony Dungy's team. That was the team that Tony Dungy built. That Tampa Bay defense was led by Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Derrick Brooks, and of course Super Bowl MVP and a Quincy, Florida native, De- Dexter Jackson. Dexter Jackson was the Super Bowl MVP of that particular Super Bowl. Um, that was the most suffocating Bucks defense and one of the best defenses in NFL history. They absolutely just mauled Rich Gannon and the Oakland Raiders um, in that in that particular Super Bowl. So that is my number four team, the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, my number three team in the NFL will be the 1999 St. Louis Rams. I know I said since the turn of the century, but I couldn't give it to the 2001 Rams because they lost the Super Bowl, so I had to throw one of these Rams teams in there. And I decided to give it to this version of St. Louis Rams since they did win the Super Bowl in the year 2000. So, okay, there's a little bit of disclaimer. But anyway, that team just came out of nowhere. I mean, it took everybody by surprise. I mean, nobody even had this team even being that good, even when if the supposing starter, Trent Green, was on this team. And then Kurt Warner takes over from him, and then, my, 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 the man wins the MVP in the, 19, in the 1999 season. Marshall Falk becomes probably the greatest uh, running back, receiver combination out of the backfield in NFL history you had. Um, Isaac Holt on one side. You had um, Isaac Bruce. Oh, excuse me. You have Isaac Bruce on one side. Then you had Torrey Holt. I mean, that offense was ridiculous that they had down there. And then, of course, the, the former the Florida Gator alum, Kevin Carter, was also on that team. But that was one of the more exciting teams. And the only team that matched up with them, giving Tony Dungy a little bit, a little bit more love here, um, was that Buccaneers defense that went in the, into St. Louis and nearly pulled that upset. It was close, but, hey, the Rams prevailed. They went on to win the Super Bowl. But, again, the 1999 St. Louis Rams are my number third NFL team. And my number two NFL team is the 2013 Seattle Seahawks. All right, listen here. Um, defense wins title, offense sells tickets, point blank periods. I mean, this Hawks offense was good. It wasn't spectacular, um, but their defense with Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, and, and, Richard, Sherm, and Richard Sherman forming three-fourths of the Legion of Boom, and they had an awesome front seven led by Michael Bennett. That defense terrified the Broncos so bad. I mean, these guys even want to catch the ball. I mean, matter of fact, at the start of the game, if you recall, the Broncos' first series ended into a safety with Peyton Manning letting the ball go through his hands. So that's how intimidating – that particular Seattle Seahawks deep team was. And the Seahawks really should have been back-to-back Super Bowl champions. I mean, but if it wasn't for the fact that nobody wanted, well, the coaching staff or whoever made the decision that Marshawn Lynch can't win the MVP because basically he should have been the MVP of their second Super Bowl win had they given him the ball instead of allowing Russell Westbrook to pass the ball from the one-yard line. And then that, as we all know, that pass was intercepted by Malcolm Butler, who became a household name in a positive way. Not that negative way that happened in last year's Super Bowl. But anyway, we're not going to go into that. Okay, but this team was good, and they, they were built to last. They were good. They were built to win over a couple of seasons. And it started off from that playoff run um, in Russell Westbrook's rookie season. But, hey, they did win one Super Bowl. And in my opinion, that roster that roster was so talented, they should have been a multiple-time Super Bowl winner. All right, number one, the 2003 New England Patriots. This is the only only this is the only back to back Super Bowl winner um since the turn of the century in the NFL. 
Um, and that Pat and that Patriots bunch was good. I mean, they of course were led by Brady and Belichick, just like they are now. And beyond since you really over all five Super Bowl wins that the Patriots have since the year two thousand, it's been a common theme in Belichick and Brady. And yes, that old uh, that old three team had names like Mike Vrabel, Teddy Bruschi, Corey Dillon at running back. Um, they had and, and some other great players on that team. It's always been Brady. And, and Belichick. They were the main characters then and they are the main characters now. Basically, like that song says, same script, different cast. That's all that is. All right, that's the band striking up and it is time for me to get out of here. I want to thank you so much for listening to Will's Take on Sports. I want to thank you all for listening and downloading. I appreciate it. Um, Again, like I said, if you got anything to uh, you that would like to add as far as a comment or a question that you may have for me or something that you would like for me to bring up on the podcast, just drop a line at willwalkershow at yahoo.com. Again, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WWS underscore sports show and also we can be followed at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash wtos facebook you can follow us there don't forget about itunes and tune in i i want to thank you all again so much for your patience i'm so grateful that i got this loyal core following and i like to say this at the end of every show say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things i see you later this week with the second installment of this podcast of my podcast and also my preview of the college football season. I'll holla. <laughs>